Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me on the Unpreached Truth About God and Money podcast. I'm your host, Nikolai. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I recognize that it's been some time since I last did a podcast episode. And I want to be able to tell you, it's not that I had a problem with anybody. It's not like I ran out of ideas. The problem here is that I was working on a debt-free renovation project. See, my capacity, I'm also a pastor. I was responsible at that time for three congregations. And one of my congregations decided that they wanted to do a renovation project, something that we had been planning. And so we began the pre-work for the project in April. Our goal was to make sure that this project was going to be debt-free and that we won't have any loans or debt associated with it. In order to accomplish this, I really needed to take some time back from the podcasting. Um, At that time, I was just dealing with a lot of different things um, and there was a lot of work involved. So I just wanted to make sure that I stepped back a bit and was able to focus on what was going on. And so that was what I've been doing since April. From April to about December, we were able to wrap up the project um, and to God be the glory, great things he has done. If you want to check out the pictures, um, check out our Instagram, Unpreach Truth About God and Money podcast. And there you can see pictures from the church renovation project. But with that being said, I want to be able to, before I go into kind of the overview of this project and then some things that I could share with you that you cannot just do as an uh, individual, but you can also do as an organization to get yourself in a space where you do uh, debt-free things with your organization. I want to give you um, kind of a narrative out of scripture and put to be able to put this into context um, so that we can be able to understand where I'm going with the conversation. So in the Genesis account, Genesis chapter one, there's a very interesting story about how God shows up as a creator. Um, He's uh, going to create the world. And one thing I had to ask myself, the question is, if God is all powerful and all knowing, why didn't he just say, let there be earth and everything in it on day one? Why wasn't everything that was done taking place in just one day or one hour? It's very clear from the passage that each day had a particular designation. God was using his time wisely. Day one, he's going to create light. He's going to separate the waters from the waters on day two. He's going to uh, mess with the dry land and the waters. He's going to bring out life forms. He separates and then he fills. This is what happens within the scriptures. And then on the seventh day, he's going to rest. Um, and, and every step of the way, he basically says it was good. He takes a look, he evaluates and said it is good. But I still ask myself this question. Why didn't God just do this all on one day? Why did it take six days for him to do it? It clearly wasn't an issue of power. It couldn't be an issue of being unaware of what he's doing. God had an idea. Whatever was in God's mind came to being. But he took his time every day to accomplish something. There's a quote that says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I am convinced that God is the ultimate planner and executor. Meaning that when God has a vision of something that he wants to do, not only does he think about it 
and come up with the right type of idea in terms of his creativity. But he's also able to execute the thing that he is able to create. There's not too many people in this world um, who are creatives, people who can just think and imagine and come up with new ideas. Uh, but there's also not too many people who are able to only execute. These are the people who are the engineers, the people who can read diagrams and complex graphs. They can just see things and then be able to execute what was going on. But then there's it's rare for somebody to come around and they're creative, but also they're able to execute. And here God, being uh, the first agent of creativity and the first agent of planning and execution, he's able to come up with this idea to create planet Earth with mankind in mind. And when he's coming up with this human project, he makes man in his image and likeness. He gets down to the details. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He breathes into the breath mankind and man became a living soul. And it was good. It was good. One thing I've learned about this narrative is if you are going to be effective as a human being made in the image and likeness of God, you have to learn how to come up with an idea and how to execute properly that idea. And that happens when you plan. We cannot live life on the on the just on the fly. You have to come up with a plan. Whether you want to go on a good vacation, whether you want to uh, pass your classes for school, whether you want to do something radical in your organization, whether you want to lead your team effectively, whether this takes place in a military base or in a hospital, whether it happens in your own home or even something that you have planned uh, in terms of your relationship, you have to come up with a plan. If you want to get married, you need to come up with a plan. If you want to figure out where you're living, you have to come up with a plan. And notice every single day in the creation of God, God took his time to execute perfectly that which he planned for that particular day. The activities of day one did not go into day two. The activities of day two did not bleed into day three. There was no procrastination. Everything was done good. This was the premise that I had in mind as we were going in this debt-free renovation project. I'm going to be working with a construction company and, and shout out to Baldwin Construction for the amazing work that they did. But I'm going to be working with the construction company. I'm going to be working with my churches. I'm going to be working with the conference. I'm going to be working with different organizations. And I'm like this middle person that's trying to put these things together. I'm talking with project managers. I'm talking with architects. I'm talking with, with volunteers and members and constituents and whoever. And all of this stuff needs to be orchestrated. And I cannot just do that if it's all happened randomly. I have to come up with a plan. So the first thing I want to be able to communicate on this podcast today is you need to come up with a plan. Whatever you're planning to do in your life, you have to come up with a plan. Whatever vision, whatever goal, whatever dream, whatever aspiration you have, you cannot live life just, just allowing to be guided by the wind. You have to come up with a plan. You cannot be a ship without a sail. You have to come up with a plan. And so a plan we came up with. We sat down and had meetings and conversations 
and meetings and conversations and we came up with ideas and we were able to set a vision about what we would like the church to be. We spoke with stakeholders and constituents and whoever else to get an idea of what they were hoping to achieve. We started paying attention to where we were, the neighborhood we were in, the, the community that we're trying to serve, the target um, audience that we're trying to reach. Who are we trying to impact? Who are we building for? Are we building for ourselves or are we building for a future generation? How much money then is this going to cost? And this is going to be my next thing as I transition here. Not only do you have to come up with an overall plan of what you're going to do and itemize some of these things and prioritize some of these things, but you also have to come up with a budget. You got to come up with a budget. The budget is the fuel to your vehicle. It allows you to get from point A to B. You can, you can plan to go on a great vacation. You want to go uh, to the Ritz-Carrollton. You want to go and fly out to California. Well, you want to go to all uh, to Barbados. You want to go to Trinidad. You want to go to Ghana. You want to go to Jamaica. You want to go to South Africa. Uh, you want to go to Kenya. You want to go to Botswana, wherever you want to go. You want to go to Canada. Maybe you want to build a house. Maybe you want to pay for next semester for school. Or maybe you just want to move from one place to another. You have to come up with a budget. The budget gives you an idea of what your priorities are, what you can afford. It, it tells you where your money is going. You know, I've had opportunities to um, have conversations with different organizations. And I remember one time I was speaking with a church and that church's desire was to make sure that they had a vibrant youth and young adult ministry program. And so I kept asking various questions and they kept saying that their focus was they wanted to build a strong youth and young adult ministry program at their church. The young people had left. They don't know where they are. They want to bring the young people back. They want to be able to do things to make sure that this is a vibrant place for young people to learn about the Lord. And so I asked a fundamental question that led to a moment of silence. I asked them, can I see your budget? And they got quiet for the second and they said, well, why do you want to see the budget? I said, I want to see how much money is being put into the youth and young adult ministries program. And then there was this awkward silence. And I know what that awkward silence meant because there's oftentimes that people want things done, but they don't want to put money towards that thing. You, If you want youth and young adults to come back to your church, one of the things you're going to need to do is put money towards the budget to reflect that. If your church, if you're trying to build children's ministry and there's nothing in the budget or there's only a couple dollars, then clearly that's not a priority for the church. If your organization says, we care about our employees, we want to invest in the well-being of our employees, then your organizational budget should reflect that. But if your organizational budget reflects the top-level leadership going on vacations, the top uh, is the CEOs um, um, getting continuous education, uh, um, 
um, um, the top level individual. If everything is about the top, then your priority is the top. One of the organizations that I used to work for, one of the things that I thought was brilliant is that they shifted their budget and began to pour into their employees because their argument was that our employees is what allows us as an organization to thrive and succeed. Therefore, the people at the top will not be making the most money. It's the employees that are doing most of the labor that's going to be making more money. In fact, one organization that I know of decided to increase the benefits of their organization to the point that their vision for those or for those employees was that they wanted to make sure that these employees were so comfortable, were so taken care of by the organization that they don't have to worry about their families, that they can think about how to just get the job done. And so this organization built a daycare facility on the property and, and they built a hotel on the property and they gave benefits that were through the roof to bring down health insurance. And they did they poured in money to to monthly programs. Uh, uh, they poured in money to mental health uh, uh, programs, uh, um, employee well-being, work life balances, whatever the case was. They did this to make sure that their organization, that their employees were taken care of. Because that for them was a priority and their budget reflected that. If you and your own family are sitting down and doing the budget and you say, hey, I, I want to, I, I care about family vacation. But your budget doesn't have family vacation. Then clearly that's not your priority. You're going to have to turn some things around and move some numbers around to make sure that's your priority. If you want to make sure you get out of debt, then your budget needs to reflect that you're trying to get out of debt. There are many people who say they want to get out of debt, but their budget still isn't reflecting that. Is most of your money going towards credit cards or most of your money going towards student loans or most of your money trying coming up with a strategy to get out of debt? Or is it still going to party and is it still going to eat out and is it still going on on these random week vacations, is it still going to, to, to downloading more music or paying for more movies or having more subscriptions to watch more streaming services? What are your priorities? Your budget needs to reflect that, whether you're an individual or whether you're an organization. And so what we did with this project is we narrowed down our budget. We sat down and had difficult conversations about what was important and what wasn't important. We got to the place where we agreed upon the budget. We reviewed the budget several times. And once we agreed upon the budget, now here's something else that you need to know. Now, once we agreed upon the budget, we stuck with the budget, but we were also adaptable. What does this mean? We stuck with the budget, meaning whatever we designated, if we said this is how much money we're doing towards uh, um, flooring, then this is what we're doing towards flooring. If we said this is what's going to go towards paint, then this is what's going towards paint. So we have that budget and the company has that budget and we're sticking to that. However, when I say we are adaptable, we continue to have conversations based on the ever-changing environment that was taking place around us. For example, if there was an issue of certain materials coming to us because of supply chain issues, we had active conversations about that. 
if we realize that one of the things that we wanted to do was too expensive and there was a substitute that costs less or was better for the long run of the church, we had those conversations. We continually communicated to make sure and evaluated the situation to make sure that we were on the right path. Remember, the Genesis narrative says that God saw it and he said it was good. That means he's in a process of continually evaluating what's going on. He knows what he's going to achieve. God knows what God is going to achieve and execute, but he's still evaluating what's going on. And so I was, I was excited about the fact that we continued to have conversations when there were red flags that we had or concerns that we had about something that was coming up external or questions that we had internal. We continuously had those conversations and we continuously met to make sure that we were following what the budget said. The budget allows us to be accountable. It allows us to have an opportunity to see what decisions we've made and then what did, what did we decide to stick to? That way, if, if there was ever a conversation about, well, we didn't decide that, or when did we decide this? We're able to look back and say, well, according to our budget, this is what we decided. It allows organizations and individuals to keep track. So you need to have a budget for your personal life. But finally, as we were going through this project, one of the most important things that I learned from this project is the importance of endurance. When you are undertaking a large-scale task, when there's a mountain you have to climb, when there's something large that you have to accomplish, you have to pace yourself strategically. Celebrate small wins. Don't just climb a mountain and continually walking out without taking some sort of break or having some sort of thing that would allow you to be motivated again. What, is, what can happen in organizations and with individuals is that they come up with a vision, they come up with a strategy, they come up with a plan. They're trying to go down the road. They begin to work hard towards that objective, but they begin to experience fatigue. They might be able to begin to experience burnout. They may encounter stress or obstacles. And this is where you need to get to a space where you can be motivated and you can keep each other accountable. This is where you have to get to a space where you begin to celebrate the wins. And, and if you see something that's good, say it was good. Some of these tasks that you're about to face are daunting and they're large and they're complex. There are challenges before us in 2022 that you may think are almost impossible to achieve. But something inside of you must be allowed to be driven to the point where you celebrate the wins and successes that you have. I'll tell you, folks, there were times that in this project, it was frustrating. There were times where there were certain roadblocks or certain obstacles or challenges that we faced. And there were times where along the way, it felt like it was taking too long. But 
I was reminded not just by the scriptures, but I was reminded by the team that I had around me that we were indeed getting to a space where we were accomplishing things. We began to celebrate the things that were good, evaluate, begin to enjoy some of the fruits of the labor. And though it didn't at the time look like a full picture, by the time the project was done, we were excited, we were motivated, and we saw everything that was done, and we said it was truly good. I hope that as you are embarking in some of the challenges that you face, that you'll take the time to come up with a plan, set a vision for yourself, come up with a plan, that you'll get a budget going, that you will be able to itemize what your priorities are, but also that you will celebrate the wins along the way. Truly at the end of this project, I looked at the before and I looked at the after and it was incredible. It was incredible what the Lord had done. It was incredible that the project did not uh, cost as much as we were concerned about. It was amazing how people from different walks of life and different um, perspectives were able to come together and to accomplish a great thing. And it was also amazing what can happen when you plan and you execute that plan. You celebrate this along the way and you get to the point where at the end of the road, you're able to see how much was truly done. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you would like to stay in contact and keep in touch with what we're doing, follow us on Instagram at The Unpreached Truth. That's right. The Unpreached Truth. No underscores, no spaces. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Share this message with somebody. And remember, speak the truth and speak it ever.